ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious and, yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere. We're having Steen Niels Musche on the show today, and he's a hypnotist in Germany. And I'm lucky enough to have him as a Simpson Protocol trainer. He's an excellent hypnotist. So Steen's actually been doing some interesting uh, research. <laughs> and I guess you would be called scientific research. Anyway, yeah. uh, Steen, uh, before we get started into all that, let's just la- leave them dangling for a moment in interest and, and just giving me a short bio of yourself and what you do in hypnoschool and the whole thing. And maybe just say, uh, you know, I mean, we've known each other for five, six, I don't know how many years. Since so we've, we first met in 2013. Yes. So, hello to the fellow listeners. I'm Steen Jetzmosche from Germany, as Miss Ines just said. And I'm here a hypnotherapist, a licensed professional, and I'm also the CEO of Hypnoschool, which is one of the leading German hypnosis training institutes, and we teach Simpson Protocol. We teach everything with hypnosis to learn hypnosis, to get yeah ongoing training and all that stuff. <laughs> Got all that stuff. He's a great trainer. Okay, so Steen, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your research. Oh, a little bit. Okay, so well, I, no, we can start it. I think it's going to take you a little bit of time. So yes, yeah, so so the thing is, what so maybe a little introduction. Why why yes. we are just talking about that is I was sitting in the plane, um, going back from Munich to Hamburg, and I don't know why it just came into my mind that we should just give a little kind of scientific background to the work we do in deep state hypnosis. So it it all started with, hey, let's talk about surrogate hypnosis because Mm -hmm. some people can't imagine this. But when I just did the the research, it ended out that we now talk more about scientific stuff. And when we just talk about scientific stuff, it's not the scientific stuff behind the hypnosis because there is enough scientific stuff behind hypnosis we don't have to talk about right now. We are more talking about why is this deep state hypnosis working and why especially is the Simpson protocol working, right? Hey, that sounds good to me. (laughs) Sounds good to you. Okay. So, uh, do we want some more introduction or just dive deep into this? If it needs a little more introduction, maybe we'll, because you said it started with you thinking about the surrogate hypnosis. Is that where you want to start or... um, that's an interesting question because when we, we can just start with the surrogate hypnosis and then we can just move on because I think people know that hypnosis works the, and I guess the listeners know that the Simpson protocol works because you talked a lot of uh, Simpson protocol during the last uh, years with the show. So um, the surrogacy hypnosis is... So when I got first in touch with surrogacy hypnosis, which was in summer 2013, mm-hmm. I think it was 13, yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone told me, yeah, we did regression with surrogates. And I was thinking, okay, I don't know what you guys have smoked, but what's <laughs> wrong with you? You found yeah. that I smoke stuff that really <laughs> not is you, scientific. Not you, not you, but... But but that was kind of, you know, that was a someone I took a training with and he uh. was talking about that they did surrogacy regression therapy and mm-hmm. it was just, at this time, my mind was just very narrow, very straightforward, just because, yeah, I couldn't imagine that this will work. So I said, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. Go on and smoke whatever you have smoked before. <laughs> Maybe it helps you. So, 
this was <laughs> the first thing I got in touch with surrogacy hypnosis. And then it was in December 2014, uh, yeah, 14. So maybe one year later, I was visiting a colleague in close to New York and she asked me, well, do you think you could work with my dog kind as a surrogate because the dog is pooping everywhere in the house? And I said, yeah, well, why not? So I just did it all by myself. So I took the dog and we laid down on the ground on the carpet in the living room. <laughs> and so I used self-hypnosis and just just went through the through the Simpson protocol process in my mind. It was kind of weird because I got informations which I asked her after the session, hey, I got the information that the dog was abused and beaten and all that stuff. And she said, yeah, well, you can't know that. But we got the dog because the authority took them away from the breeder and they were looking for someone who take care of this little dogs. And so her dog came to her on this way and I got the experience during the session that there was something going on and that was my first initial contact with surrogacy hypnosis and I don't know what happened but after that something popped in my mind and I just was not focusing on that and I said okay just let do other people do that stuff because it's not my thing but, you know, time changes stuff. So I got a little more involved on that and I saw what really can happen when you do that and even with surrogate work. Mm -hmm. Because usually someone who's very straightforward, they don't, can't believe, they can't imagine this, but they, yeah, they, only, they also can get outcomes from yeah, surrogate yeah. work. We do that an awful lot, don't we? Yeah, and um, so I, I have had some interesting sessions with people and when I get the chance to ask, hey, has, are there changes or is there anything happened with the person we worked on? And they have often a lot of change going on, even if I didn't work to the person in person one-on-one -on -one. yeah so that was kind of interesting so yeah <laughs> as a little introduction to that that's actually what i was teaching in class today third day third day simpson protocol training yeah. surrogacy work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so keep going ahead because i think they need to understand that surrogacy is not that strange if they believe that they've ever had any kind of reiki healing if they're open to any of those things they do long distance healing. They do all this. It's just a matter of getting your mind out of a normal daily activity. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah. So let's start a little earlier. So everywhere on the world where you can access the internet, there yes. is a invisible structure of codes because we send all information through the air uh, or save stuff at clouds mm -hmm. and these clouds you know is kind of I think everyone knows what it is so and it was JCR Lightlicker so he was a scientist in the 1960s and he was the first scientist in younger culture who was talking about clouds for computer in the 1960s 60s no internet no nothing so far away from that you know what I mean. So, I but bet to, a lot of people thought he was crazy at that time. <laughs> well, yeah, but they also say uh, the moon landing was crazy stuff. Yeah, so, of uh, course, that's yeah. So, but Thumbs to be, but to be <laughs> honest, Lightlicker was not the first person because this thought could come from our ancient history, In the old ancient Indian culture. There was called Narada and Narada was uh, going beyond conscious mind to get fairy tales and to tell wisdom to the people and he had the ability to give cosmic knowledge and nowadays we call that cosmic knowledge Akasha record records, yeah. yeah and I think you have made a show on this with uh, Lance earlier 
Uh, who, hmm. did, I know. Did, I'm not sure if I did a clash. I know oh, he calls his podcast a clash. Oh, okay. Right? So I just, okay, <laughs> this is why I got this connection. So, yes, and yes. and then, so these Akashic records, mm-hmm. um, this name comes from Alfred Sinnett. He named uh, this cosmic knowledge, which is around us or around there in his book, Esoteric Buddhism in 1830. Six, so mm-hmm. it's nothing from those so because what I think is people often think that all this stuff is kind of from the new agers from the late 1980s, early 1990s. <laughs> but yeah. all this stuff is way more older. So yeah, just Very remember for the listeners, there was Alfred Sinnott in 1836. So. More than a hundred years ago, someone named it Akashic Records. He is quoting the old Eastern philosophy that there is a realm called Akasha, where enlightened humans get entrance. And in this realm, there are the records of the universe stored. So, and the interesting thing is Akasha is Sanskrit, and that means sky. Mm -hmm. So we can understand the Akashic records as cosmic knowledge, which belongs to the universe and is written in the sky. This knowledge doesn't belong to the humans. It's ah, not, that's true. <laughs> yeah, this knowledge. Not everybody is, has that knowledge. <laughs> yeah, and not everybody can access this because we use the deep state hypnosis to get a little, a little touch or a little sense of this. Mm-hmm. So. And this knowledge is not physical, physical, tangible. You can only touch or receive it with the mind, the brain, and what they call a spiritual frequency, whatever that spiritual frequency is, or yes. however you will measure you, it. And how you perceive it, yes. Yeah, so the Akasha is stored on a place or level where everything in the universe is instinctively connected, The Mm -hmm. bank of knowledge has been with us since the formation of the universe. (laughs) So, but the thing is to get kind of a feeling or to just touch it a little bit, we have to mute our mind, especially our conscious mind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So sounds good. I like the word. Let's (laughs) mute it. (laughs) So, um, and this is what we do with hypnosis so that the brain waves can access a higher dimension of reality. And what I, so on the weekend, I saw the TV show, American Horror Story. You may have seen it. Mm -hmm. And they, so it was kind of, uh, episode with witches and magicians and all that stuff and they said something interesting they said yeah male witches or magicians are not as good as females because they have more testosterone and it's too noisy around them so but i think okay it's not only for the for the men it's also for for all humans it's too noisy around us we are distracted In by general. almost everything so and this is maybe kind of a thing why we have problems to access the higher mind or whatever we call it and with with hypnosis we can just mute all these noises especially the noises from our conscious mind because we know that as hypnotists we know that the conscious mind is constantly talking and blithering and blathering and interrupting and interfering the work we do I'm with you. You want to add something? <laughs> uh, well, you know, we still, we need to include the conscious because we're all one. But we, we need, have to, yeah. Yes. But we want the conscious to allow that movement through and be muted for a while to access these and touch what you call the Akashic records or whatever. Or whatever it is. I think whatever it's just it is. Akashic record is maybe just like... I know you did a video about uh, everything needs to be tagged and has to have tags on it. Put tags on everything and maybe... That's it's right. Uh-huh. That's true. Akashic record could all, only be a tag. So Yes. And to, to dive a little more into the scientific stuff, some neuroscientists researched that 
when you go into a deep state of meditation, which is, I think, yeah, now we have to define what is meditation, what is <laughs> hypnosis. I think this state is closed, but in hypnosis, we, we use the hypnosis to do the work, but the state is similar. Yes. So, and they, they found out that when you go into a deep state of meditation, in the first step, the brain activity is going to a zero line, so no activity in the brain, muting the mind. Muting the mind, yes. <laughs> muting. And then it happens that there is an area in the brain activated which we usually don't use or don't ah, use often. That's and, really interesting. And this area is called the visual cortex. Okay, um, so, one minute left. Let's um, wind so, this thought up and then we'll okay, go to break. Yeah, so which means, uh, and then I just when I researched it, me, they said, which means when we activate this, our brain is relieving itself to getting connected with something beyond ourselves. That makes sense to me. So. Maybe not to some, because they probably think we've really jumped off a cliff here. <laughs> and I did say this is going to be called Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level. And we will be back in a few moments, and we will continue the conversation. See you on the other side. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi. This is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show, Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol Hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back, everyone, to Hypnosis Everywhere, and we're jumping off a cliff here on the next level, so enjoy the show. I'm going back to Steen Niels Musher and find out some more scientific facts <laughs> and maybe some pseudoscience, too. <laughs> well... We're just including the word. So, I know. People call it pseudoscience. Yeah. So, so I'm just being funny. So let's go back to the thing with the visual cortex where we can just connect us with something beyond ourselves. And now comes an interesting fact because every, I think everybody have may heard about uh, Albert Einstein. Yes, of course, Alfred. Albert Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he was describing the uh, zero-point energy. Mm -hmm. 
which is in radiation field, which is around us. Scientists can measure this field only indirectly. So there are people who say, well, that doesn't exist because they can measure it directly, but Einstein said it, and so it's there. And in, in yes, two, we trust him. <laughs> we trust him. Yeah, it's Einstein. Everybody trusts Einstein. So, and well, I come back to Einstein later because there's an, another interesting fact about Einstein. But first, let's talk about Dr. Erwin Laszlo. Um, in 2004, he said he found evidence for the Akasha. Mm, Laszlo said that that this field, so the zero-point energy field, not only saves physical information about the universe, he said it also contained intellectual informations. So the things we use for the Simpson protocol. So, and, um, well, we have to know that everything in the universe is energy and information, And this energy and this information is going through the universe in waves. And That's what I've been told. And yeah. I mean, you know, people call me a little woo-woo, but, you know, all this stuff is really apparent and everything is energy and everything is waves. And I think most people have come to that, at least, right? Um, well, not everyone because you know they they are not often talking about uh, theoretical physics so yeah. and this is the thing but you know scientists are talking about that and these waves which go the energy wave which go through the universe we call it miss Ines. What do we call Quant it? Quantum waves. You quantum may have waves. used it in one I of guess the I early do. shows. I do, yes, sometimes, <laughs> and, yes. And now it's important because this about the quantum waves is no mm -hmm. pseudoscience or superstition. <laughs> Scientists are finding out more and more that it is true, but there is not that big evidence because when you come out with something new, people say, well, yeah, prove it and... How will you prove something you can't touch and only measure indirectly? I don't know. They managed to prove gravity. Of, no, no, they never proved it, but they, but they showed there. it because they could see the apple fell to the yeah. ship. That's the only way you could – is that proof? I don't know. To me, that's, it makes sense that it hit the ground for a reason and that things fall when we drop them. Yeah, but they only fall because we are in the northern hemispheric. I don't know. You were in Brazil. What happened there when you <laughs> It didn't go okay. up. <laughs> oh, really? That's interesting. <laughs> no, it definitely didn't turn upside down. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. So, but let's go a little further because I just talked about Erwin Laszlo and two decades before Laszlo, there was another interesting guy. Really Many people know him because the name of the guy was Richard Feynman. Richard Feynman. Richard Feynman, yeah. Yes. So if you have never heard of him, you may have never seen the Big Bang Theory because they, the guys there are really fans of Feynman. So he was a physicist and he won the Nobel Prize and he was also a professor for physics at the Caltech. And he published a book which is called The Strange Theory of Light and Matter. And he did some, uh, some science stuff about which he called quantum electrodynamics. So, see, I'm bad prepared because I know we recorded on video. I have the book somewhere here around me, but it's not right Ah, it's on my desk. Um, here, but most of it is just audio, so it's yeah, most of so the people seeing it will only be audio. So, but uh, he wrote this book, so who wants to get a little more information? The Strange Theory of Light and Matter from Richard Feynman. Also, Erwin Laszlo has written a book, which is called Something Scientific Proof for the Akasha. But back to Feynman, he explored that electrons in our brain can be activated and deactivated through quantum waves. Okay. Important, because this is what yep. we do. So he said that subatomic particles affect each other without borders or distance. 
Yes. Which means information are uh, transferred immediately or instantly. Yes, that's true. And sometimes they can't understand it, but yes. Yeah. So um, we can say the human brain is full of electric activity. And this results in radiation that a sensitive ray receiver could receive. But usually we don't have this sensitive ray receivers with us. <laughs> no, no, that's so, right. <laughs> and he also, he also said that other brains in other places, uh, maybe somewhere in the universe, can also send such signals and also receive it. I'm still with you. Yeah, okay. So Feynman discovered that according to the theory of the quantum information field, important because we use this in Simpson protocol, an electron in our brain could receive a radio signal from the past. Yes. And to compensate for this, however, it must also receive waves from the future. This means that every electron in our brain is actually a receiver. Yes. So information could be therefore be transmitted immediately to any place in the universe, which means that we could immediately exchange information with others. Yes. And change the stuff, however we will do this. So this could be similar to the clouds we use nowadays with the information technologies, only that there is much more inform information stored in this quantum information field. So, and this brings me back to Einstein again, because, you know, there were many inventions made at the same time. For example, yeah. the telephone, the phonograph, the jet engine, which was uh, developed by a German and also by a guy from the UK. And mm -hmm. the thing is, they invented it in World War II, which means World they couldn't exchange their findings yeah, and the information. So also the radio was invented at the same time on different places. And, and now it's important. This is important. Einstein was not only the guy with the, oh God, how is it called in English? The uh, Relativitätstheorie. Yeah, uh, theory yeah. of relativity. Yeah, thank you. The, so there was also a guy in, Fra in France who said the same. Yeah. So, and this is kind of interesting. And we could go through the history of mankind because I think there is, there are the pyramids and they are not only in Egypt. No. They are all around the world. So how humans just came up with the idea, hey, let's build some pyramids uh, to a time <laughs> where they have no connection. Yes. There was no internet, no telephone or whatever. So it's kind of interesting. So there has to be something we couldn't imagine or talk about. Yeah, it's true. So well, we we're to starting to get better at imagining it, but it's still pretty strange to most people. Mm -hmm. That it is, yes. So, yeah, that's what I just wrote down about the scientific backgrounds for what we are doing here. The thing is, the thing is what I think what people... I think it gives a little more scientific background to what we are doing here. Uh, yeah, so people don't think we're so strange. Is yeah. that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, and I think it may help them to get a little more understanding of what yeah. we're doing here, with, okay. especially with Simpson Protocol, because we get kind of, we are working with yeah, what we call the superconscious mind, whatever that is, mm -hmm. because, yeah, we call it like this, but... Yeah, whatever it is. I always explain it to my clients. It's like the force in Star Trek <laughs> because it's based on, yeah, it's, it's based it on the same backgrounds because the only thing is it, if, you, if you just do a little research about the force and Star Wars and George Lucas, it came back to Akashic Records mm -hmm. because he found that out. And there is also in the old ancient Indian Sanskrit 
records is also there it's called a field where the people are connected to each other mm. so and he said okay what if we could use this in a different way like okay i always mm -hmm. say to my clients i can't just show my hand somewhere and get the thing into my hand that isn't working because i think i have limiting beliefs deep in my subconscious mind that will not allow that to happen yeah i think part of that is very true uh, you know the, even back in the bible they used to say you know you can move mountains and most people go well how can you do that is that literal well it's a lot of that is because it's one time if you really had enough faith they say and that's mm -hmm. mean trusting it would happen that maybe you could do that. And most of us were not quite there because things have been um, relegated to things we can see. So we're better than doubting Thomas. We have to know everything that happens and see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and sometimes I think it's also what our parents teach us when oh, yes, we were young stuff. because I had some... So sometimes I have little clients which are very young and um, they they trust their gut but then the uh, the adults came up and say well yeah don't trust your gut just use your brain yeah and uh, yeah i always be say well, yeah be rational so but this is not working i think if they trust their gut it's way more better and they really so with especially with young children, we get great results with, <clears throat> with Simpson protocol because they can trust it. They don't have the limiting beliefs. Yes, we agree. I must say that you have gone a long way since the day I met you when you were a little more structured in the science in supposedly seeing things. Yes, and I hate sometimes. To <laughs> and I hate to say this, but we got two minutes left, so keep going on this section. Okay, keep going on this section. Yeah, just let's go back. Sometimes we have to just open our mind a little up for even for stuff which is not there or you can't touch or measure or whatever you want to do. Just be open and see what happens. And I have had some strange experiences in the last five years which helped me to open my mind a little more up to get all this stuff because bless you thank you because if we just move back in time and met this dean from 2013 he would say <laughs> well what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah. so i think that's important to, to keep the mind open to see what happens yes. and i think when we have an open mind you know whenever i've ever said about clients i just said be open to possibility i don't need you to believe it but mm -hmm. I need you to be open to anything. And, you know, when you think about it, that is it. We've moved forward. And, you know, kids, they have their senses, their knowings. And adults usually tell them to be a little more ra rational and logical about stuff. But, you know, really, it's a, a bit of a shame. Maybe we should let them keep that. Mm -hmm. So, I. Uh, <laughs> One minute left, and I'm going to just probably fill it with some air here. But, uh, Steen, you and I have come a long way in this time, right? Yeah. And the things that are happening in SP are keeping going, constantly changing our belief systems because mm -hmm. things happen. And we go, really? And But it changes everything for the client. So, you know, people say, well, where's the scientific uh, proof? But it's good that we're having this conversation. Yeah. It's quite good. So in a moment, though, we're going to have to go to break. So we'll come back and, and continue again. So we'll see you on the other side. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. 
The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol Hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere, and our esteemed Niels Misha is still with me, and I just thought we'd sort of wrap up that whole thing a little bit and get it uh, understood by you and see uh Steen agrees with me here. We don't yeah. always agree on everything, you know. <laughs> we are our own people. Anyway, but what I wanted to say to you was, you know, if you think about it, I remember, I'm old enough to remember, before before the cell phone, before all those things. If you go back 100 years before we went to the moon, all those things would have been unheard of and unbelieved. We are now in a progression of the world that moves very quickly. And from the first cell phones that were little flips that we had all this information to pretty soon having 5G, to having all these things just increase and get bigger all the time, the connections, talking about Google and the cloud, which is actually a computer, but with uh, the cloud and all these things, we would have never believed it 50 years ago. That's true. True. Yeah. So if, so if the people would just expand their mind a bit and think, you know, because years and years ago, I remember somebody saying, Ugh, we'll never go to the moon. But if you talk to someone like my mother, who's 98 years old, yeah. and you can go back over time, the changes that came, they were all unbelievable. Most they of were, them, yeah. Yeah. Most of them, I agree. So when you talk about what, what are you guys talking about? Are you crazy? We haven't been crazy. Yeah, sure. Maybe we are. But understand that in the whole history of the world, all this stuff was already talked about in many, many cultures. Yeah. But I always say it's nothing new and nothing which just came up with the... Uh, yeah. New Ager stuff, it was there thousands of years before. And, and it was, now we're just getting to a stage where the science can catch up and can count things and, and can see things that it couldn't see years ago. Mm-hmm. And every year, things change. Scientists say, well, we, we don't know for sure, but this is what it seems to be. Yeah. And we continue to move forward. No, I'm not knocking science. It's coming around. But just because it wasn't scientific in your minds before, maybe just open up a bit. Yeah, and the other thing is maybe we have to define what is science. Yes, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, there was this, um, I'm just, I think I don't really get it, but there was this, doctor uh, in one of my trainings so a medical doctor and he also said well what is science 
science is what someone is paying for for results you want to get yes and uh, this is science so and um, if you well yeah if you don't get money for stuff you won't do any research exploring Explore, research yeah. however you will call yeah. it and yeah. so and science is money and the people who have the money they are just influencing where the science goes is that why i don't have any way of proving things well yeah maybe maybe <laughs> i think so too and anyway. there are big lobbies who just uh, uh now i'm missing the word um because it's I, I, I know what you're getting at, but not supporting even, that was yes. the word supporting. But, but even besides that, everyone, you know, they say when you're looking at something, uh, science says that when you look at it, it isn't there till you really look at it. Mm -hmm. It's not noticed. It's not in. So everyone that does an experiment with the intent of something actually affects the experiment. Well, of course, yeah. Yes. So we have all this quandary and nothing can be said. This is cast in stone true. Nothing, including what we say. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. So yeah. what is the possibility and what gets you forward? If you get good outcomes from possibility and being open and change happens and beneficial change happens, then I think that's the right thing to do. So... But that's me. So some people say, well, it hasn't been proven, so I think I'll just stay where I am, which could be very painful, but I think mm -hmm. I'll stay here because it hasn't been proven. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, what is proof? So I can tell you stories from clients I've seen over the last years, and sometimes they show up and they say, well, yeah, I have this medical examination going on in a few months, and they are checking this or that. And I say, oh, okay, what exactly do they want to check? And so I always ask it telepathically in the session, even if that sounds strange to some people, but then listen the other 30 minutes before. And <laughs> it is kind of funny because it's so often that I ask stuff in my mind telepathically, write it down, and I don't show my notes to the clients. But I always say when this examination was done, please call me and tell me what they find or found out. And well, it's interesting because I'm right to 80 to 90% with what, what we call the superconscious mind told me. So this is kind of proof something is going on and the conscious mind of the clients didn't know what I asked because I was asking telepathically. But they answered, yeah. I got the right answers. So yeah, that's yes. kind of interesting. So there was this one young lady um, and she said, yeah, I have to go there and they want to check. And um, so she gave me five things they were going to examine And I was right with, so her superconscious mind, I just noted down or wrote it down. Four out of five were right. And there was another guy showing up. And this is, this, these are the cases I have still in my mind. There was another guy showing up and he came in for erectile dysfunction. And usually this is fixed in one or two sessions. We had four sessions. And in the last session, or before the last session, he said in the intake talk, yeah, he just found out that the, that if some nerves uh, in the back are destroyed, that the stimulation from the brain is not going down to the penis. Mm -hmm. So he's, you know, the brain wants to get an erection, but the body can't because the uh, signals aren't going through the body. And so he said, okay. And I said, okay, have you done something with that? He said, no, because I'm waiting a few months to get an appointment at the doctor to check this. And I asked, super so telepathically, superconscious mind, uh, is there a problem with the nerves? Yadi, yadi, yadi. Yes, 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 yes. And after the session, I said to him, well, I checked this because you have trust. And it says there is a 
physical issue which we said we can fix it but it takes time to fix it but we just started the fixing and then two or three months later he was at the hospital got the examination and they found out that the nerves are a little broke broken so that the signals couldn't go down so but we started this because they said yeah well we can't fix it so superconscious mind has to fix it so yeah that is kind of interesting to get this information just asking telepathically and that okay. brings us to what we said before that there is the energy moving through the yes. field and the connections are there yeah so yes. and that was kind of so this were two cases and what i told you before that i had this one lady or also a young girl and she had lots of trauma going on and all that stuff and in the first session i wasn't really able to work with her because her conscious mind was interfering the whole time so when she came back for the second session She said, can you do something that my conscious mind is not interfering? And I said, yeah, well, I can, but you have to trust. Are you willing? And she said, yeah. And so I did the whole session telepathically. And we did a third session telepathically and a fourth and a fifth session. And a half, half a year later, her mother was at uh, my office. And she said, well, I don't know what you did with her, but she totally changed. So how will you explain this when someone is not getting any word from the <laughs> work, but the total change is there? Yes, because the word there was trust. Trust. That's and the all the stuff we can't explain yes. with Yeah, it's no pseudoscience, as I said before. There no. is something behind and, that. And the thing is, you can never promise people anything because it is actually their mind that's doing it. So yeah. it, it's always like that. So if she's in trust and she's allowing it to happen, we can do that sort of stuff. That's true, yep. Yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah, I know, it. and it may sound strange to people. Yes, we can act very normally to most people, but there's possibilities way beyond where we are today mm -hmm. that's true i totally agree to that but the thing is we have to be open open for the possibilities and yes. uh, allow ourselves to uh, let that happen mm -hmm. and it's just like we were talking about uh, the the different things that we would never have believed before Mm -hmm. You know, I remember watching a show, I uh, can't even remember what it was, but we were talking about when the when um, Cook or, I don't know if it was Cook, came over in the big boats. They didn't recognize the big ships as anything. It was an unbelievable thing. It wasn't mm -hmm. something they could really uh, no, note. It wasn't in their patterns of seeing or mm -hmm. patterns of knowing. So it was very strange, right? Yeah. But that's been that happens constantly. We were the first time a plane ever took off before anything, and we that's only technological stuff. You mm -hmm. know, there's so much more happening in the world than in technology. It isn't all technology. It's side it's side by side. Yeah, but the technology. True. If you think how far technology has gone so far, think how much other things internally have gone. That's just my, you know, that's how, just how I see it. I am with you. <laughs> so I totally so, agree. Is there anything else we want to give them about the scientific proof of any kind? Or uh, we just, I think what it is, if, if you listen to people like uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, mm -hmm. for instance, uh, the guy is very knowledgeable. Of course, now many people who thought he was very good when he was teaching and all yeah. that kind of stuff are now calling himself pseudoscience. But you know what? Pseudoscience is everything. Any science in my mind is pseudoscience as long as you can get an outcome and it's consistent, then there's considered proof in science. Mm -hmm. True? I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, so um, uh, I think the only people call it really pseudoscience is because they don't understand it and they may not be open to the possibility until they see it on some machine or something that they can see with their own eyes. Yeah. But I that's okay. 
yeah but and then there are also people who just they see stuff going on and they can't believe it because it's not in their in their per- world it, yeah it's just like that ship it's mm-hmm. not in their it's not in their base of thinking yeah or they uh, allow themselves not uh, that it is there something mm-hmm. in i don't know it's just so in my opinion that's stupid just to say because i can't see it or i can't touch it or i can't measure it it's not there it's very you know it's like when when people say well we are the only living in the universe how stupid is that <laughs> that's just stupid because the universe is that big yeah and how arrogant can people be to say well we are the only beings there and the only intelligent life is on earth and there is nothing else yeah because we can't prove it because how will we check it out hey it's not that long ago that it's, we said there are only uh, seven planets in the in our solar system actually we are great but you know you know what i mean yeah, yeah. So, everything changes yeah Yeah, and it's just because we weren't open to seeing it or we weren't able to see it. But, you know, even simple things like electricity and stuff like that isn't seen. It still does the job. Uh, The EMF waves, everything is not seen by us. Mm -hmm. So we just need to show and that, well, you know, I'm talking to you on Zoom. (laughs) It's possible. We would never have, we never would have thought of it maybe 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah, well, we never would have thought about that 20 years ago. So what yeah. I, when, I, when I had my first computer in 1993, which is quite a long time ago, that was interesting. And yes. we had internet that was interesting too. And in the late 90s, I said, wow. I would like to have a laptop, a computer I can take everywhere with me. Okay. Well, yeah. I hate to say this, Dean, but the show is nearly over. So <laughs> Let's wrap me up this. Just a little. So, so, so wrap it up. We got a minute. Goes. So in the late 90s, I said, oh, how nice it would be to have a laptop. And then in the early 2000s, I said, well, how nice it would be to have internet everywhere, which came up in 2005 or something like this. And nowadays I have this little phone here, which is way more better than my first five computers together. And I have internet everywhere. So this is uh, where it goes. Yeah. Well, with that thought, I think we'll have to say goodbye. Yeah. (laughs) I love the show. It was fun. It was really fun for me. Thank you very much, and we'll see you soon. And we'll say goodbye to everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol, with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 